the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight on tonight's Andrea K. Show. Uh, Going to be an epic show tonight. Much to talk about tonight. I started posting this morning on the socials about where, we, why. Why are we in a position right now to where we are close to or even contemplating a nuclear war with Russia? Where are the calls for peace? I tell you who put in a call for some peace on it, and Zelensky himself came for him on the socials today. I guess he took a time out from the war over there to get into a Twitter war with Elon Musk. And we're going to talk about that and spend a little time delving into the push for a nuclear war with Russia. Got that to share with you guys tonight. Um the story I'm not going to spend any time talking about. I mean, there's so many distractions, things they want us to to, uh, to focus on. It's like squirrel. You know, they want a shiny object. I'm not going to be talking about the Tom Brady, uh, the Tom Brady. I don't even remember his wife's name. Divorce. I mean, can I, I it's it, what a shame that with everything we got going on in the world that I'm doing research to prep for my show tonight and I'm seeing major media outlets doing full segments on the divorce of a has-been old hat old dude nfl player and his old hat been a long time long uh, in the tooth former model excuse me hold on hold on one the greatest quarterback in nfl history the one you're not going to be talking about tonight even though you're talking about him not only talking about him, but leading the show with that story. Excuse me. Who finally, DJ Jalapeno has been filling in for DJ uh, Potato Skins for days now, and he never wants to chime in on the show. And suddenly, the I actually posted earlier, unpopular opinion. I don't care about the Brady, what's her name, divorce. And look who, and, and, and look who, I guess it clearly is an unpopular opinion because look who decided to chime in. I might as well introduce him. It's the OG, the Mac Daddy, DJ Jalapeno. Let's get ready for Jalapeno! And he thinks he's running the show by telling me, uh, uh, chiming in about Tom Brady. Look, I will say this. Um, In my formerly addicted to the NFL days, and you longtime Andrea K. Show listeners know that I literally, I cannot watch an an NFL game because I know that I will get sucked right back in, right? It's like my crack cocaine. Is that a bad thing? Yes, because I I had no life between Thursday nights, um, you know, between Tuesdays. Really, the only day of the week where I wasn't obsessed with football was was Tuesdays because Wednesdays I was already looking towards the weekend. So um, I'm aware of his... Uh, former greatness as a football player. I just find it disturbing that that, I mean, that media outlets were literally devoting whole segments to that uh, tonight. And so the only reason why I make mention is that when we have one half of the media is trying to push us 
to support practically a, a, a nuclear war with Russia. And the other half of the time they're talking about Tom Brady and his divorce. I just find it so ridiculous and schizophrenic, regardless of his past glory. And I and, and but I think as I'm thinking about it, why why would they also be trying to push that? I think they're trying to continue uh, to push institutions that have long been corrupted. One of the reasons why I ended up going into recovery and no longer supporting the NFL was the way that it was corrupted with their wokeism and their crap. Okay. So I think they, I think they're trying to maybe bring some attention to an institution that I don't know many people that have gone back and continued once, once they left watching the NFL over the wokeism over Kaepernick and taking the knee and all that nonsense and, and Drew Brees wearing the helmet with Jacob Blake on it. Once people left, I think they're trying to get people back and because they want us tuned in to these lefty uh, entertainment because it is entertainment, these lefty entertainment institutions. But Giselle though. Yes, Giselle. Well, Tom Brady's Life, yes, you know, greatest quarterback of all time and one of the biggest supermodels ever. Back when we had supermodels, I don't think. Speaking of institutions, we don't really have supermodels anymore like we did, right? She was one of the last of the supermodels on the heels of the um, Cindy Crawford days. We don't really have supermodels much anymore, and and one of the reasons for that is because if you've seen any of these runway shows, have you seen any pics coming out of like fashion weeks? I mean, uh, you know, it's their idea of a supermodel is a skinny dude who looks like he's you know um, w- was it looks like he was the uh, you know um, the stand-in for Tom Hanks in Philadelphia wearing you know three inch heels and and a skirt. Right. I mean, that that's really what they're putting out in fashion today. Um, Elon Musk was really fashionable. How's this for a segue? Elon Musk has been so the um, the the lefty. Um, they they just couldn't love this man enough. Right. And in particular, when it came to Ukraine, they couldn't love him any more than when he than when he spent. I don't know how much he has spent on this system over there. I think he tweeted out today that he has spent somewhere of, what, $80 million or something with some system over there that allows them to continue to communicate. Uh, he, he says SpaceX is out-of-pocket cost to enable and support Starlink in Ukraine is $80 million so, uh, so far. Our support for Russia is $0. Obviously, we are pro-Ukraine, and he's defending himself because he actually put out... An idea. He tweeted out an idea for how we could possibly put an end to the war that's happening over in Ukraine and Russia. This should be even if even if the the foreign policy experts, even if these so-called foreign policy experts didn't agree with the strategy here. Help me to understand why a call for peace is being met with so much vitriol and hatred, particularly for a man who spent $80 million to help Ukraine in the efforts with his Starlink program. And then it got me thinking today, Here and here's what he said. Um, he said, uh, Ukraine-Russia peace. Redo elections of annexed regions under UN supervision. Russia leaves if this is the will of the people. Right. So if these annexed regions, if these annexed regions have are overseen as legitimate by and and the left sure loves the U.N., right? Why would they have a problem with this if the U.N. oversees a legit election over the the annexed regions? Why would anybody have a problem with the result? And then Russia leaves. Right. 
And his second point is Crimea, formerly part of Russia, as it has been since 1783 until Khrushchev's mistake. Crimea stays with Russia, as he's saying. It, and if the people if the people decide, by the way, in, in the election, if the people decide that they want to stay, may, people are saying these recent elections were a sham. He, what what Musk, Musk is saying is then redo them, have them overseen by the U.N. And if the people legit want those areas, those annexed areas to be a part of Russia in eastern Ukraine, then let them have their will and Russia will leave. Right. Why would they stay? He goes on to say another point is water supply to Crimea assured Ukraine remains neutral and doesn't seek to become a part of NATO. I'm not an expert in the area. It seems reasonable to me. What doesn't seem reasonable to me and what I find particularly suspicious is how Zelensky you know, has, has the time in the middle of, of this war that's being amped up to the point to where I don't even know who, what to believe anymore. Oh, Russia's on their heels. Uh, you know, Ukraine's doing so great and they're taking all this you know, stuff back from Russia. I don't believe anything that's on Drudge. I, I, why would I believe anything coming out of the legacy media? Because the same exact tactics and coordinated talk points out of the legacy media and which were parroted by not just the legacy media but the establishment uniparty were were using the same tactics that they used on gullible gullible americans to convince them to wear masks and to be jabbed by a suspicious substance that had not been thoroughly vetted same tactics that were used same same coordinated talking points i said it at the time I said, I'm immediately suspicious of getting involved in any way in Ukraine, Russia, because the people telling me to get involved are the same people using the same methods and same tactics. It it was, okay. um, we've got to move on from the pandemic. What's the new way that we can get the American people on board in unison with the Uniparty? And this was it. And at no point. At no point could anybody ever explain to me what the value was for the United States. And what we and if we weren't going to get involved with boots on the ground, that we needed to stay completely out of it. And that means don't get involved with sanctions. That means don't send money over there to their military, in particular, because if you can't convince me that we have a vested interest in defending Ukraine's border and we're 30 trillion dollars in debt, if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. It never made sense for us to have any part in this. And all these, and one of the things that has galled me so much from the beginning was all these so-called conservative media military experts whose only expertise and only justification for the U.S. getting involved, even if it was just economically, and you look at, and you look at, how the, and, and you look at the destruction that it's done to us, by the way, their only justification was Putin bad, Zelensky good. Well, let me tell you something. Zelensky doesn't look so good to me. When American people suddenly forget how corrupt Ukraine is. They've been corrupt from from the, the jump. Why would I trust Zelensky? If your only justification is Putin bad, Zelensky good. That's not enough for me, particularly since the same people parroting that the John Brennan's, these legacy media types are the same people that have been blaming Russia for everything from Hunter Biden's laptop to Trump winning the election and beyond. Putin's a convenient scapegoat, right? That's not enough for me. We got bad guys doing bad crap all around the world, including Saudi Arabia. And yet we're still cozied up to Saudi Arabia. We've got the U.S. government partnered with 
having money laundered at least 400 mil under Obama to Iran, the large, the world's largest state sponsor of terror. We're helping them and have continued to help them get their, their, their nuclear program off the ground. So don't tell me you got a problem with bad people. I want to know why a public service announcement in New York City began running in July, warning the citizens of a possible nuclear attack and what to do if a nuclear bomb hits New York City. I want to know why that's running at all and why it began running in July. Long before we were at this point to where the Nord Stream pipeline was damaged and sabotaged, long before there was all this talk of how close we were to a nuke. We're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to continue to explore that. What do you guys think? You still in support of Ukraine? 888-344-1170. It looks like it may be over for Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen. Multiple sources telling the New York Post that both have retained divorce lawyers. The paper says the couple have been living apart for months. Rest in peace. The great Loretta Lynn. Um, Growing up in the South, uh, country music was not my jam, okay? And, of course, country music back at that time uh, was, you know, still twangy. Still twangy, right? I mean, we had Crystal Gale um, make my brown eyes blue, right? We had that. But it was mostly still some twang. But when I saw the movie Coal Miner's Daughter with Sissy Spacek, that's when I actually did fall in love with some of Loretta Lynn's songs. And, of course, we all know the story between her and Do. She was quite the pioneer. What I love so much about Loretta Lynn and her story, and if you never saw Coal Miner's Daughter, it's a great um, biopic, I think is the term, about a legend from music. And even if you don't love that kind of music, um, I think it's a, she's, it's a phenomenal story of a young girl that just, um, uh, that just had a fierceness in her and rose up and had a toughness in her that allowed her to make it in just an incredibly and and they showed the details in the movie about how she what she and do did in order for her to carve out a career and to think of this young poor girl who had really no education and what she went through she actually if, if i compare her and who she was as a human being and how hard she fought and how hard she worked and her fortitude um compared to today's snowflakes today's women in their 20s you know let me let's go back to a time I'm, I'm 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 wishing we could go back to a time in this country to where we had more loretta lens in their 20s um so much respect for her and um and and what she accomplished in her life truly at, at coming particularly coming from poverty i mean it really is a, a great american story in my opinion so i encourage everybody if you never saw including you jalapeno if you never saw a coal miner's daughter i encourage you to watch it I'll put if, it on my list. Yeah, uh-huh, right after right. Uh, Saturday Night Fever. Listen, I loved Bohemian Rhapsody, even though Queen wasn't my favorite movie, wasn't my favorite mu- music. I still wanted to see the story of Freddie Mercury. So that was a good movie. Yeah, that, that was a good movie, and this is a great movie too because it it is a story of of only in America, in my opinion. Could you be born into poverty as a coal miner's daughter and then rise to riches and fame? But you have to be ambitious enough and hardworking enough to make it happen. Not just sit back and expect your fellow taxpayers to write you a dime. She wasn't, She didn't spend her life and neither did do sitting around feeling sorry for themselves and whining and talking about equity. OK, they just made it happen. She had a talent. 
And they maximized it through hard work and through ambition. And that is to be respected. Not this crap that we've got going on with the mindset uh, today. In fact, Kanye West, we're going to talk a little bit later in the show about the, the Kanye West coming under fire because he dared to wear a shirt that said all lives matter. Right. Um, just absolute insanity. But I want to I want to continue on right now a little bit on this Russia thing, because um, when I was a political science major at LSU, one of the books they gave us to read was Nuclear Nightmares. And so because, of course, this was during um, this was during the, you know, um, the Cold War. Right. And mutually assured destruction. And um, we were educated on at that point. You know, we had our nuclear capacity was unparalleled. We were the, the world's greatest superpower. And, you know, Reagan was, you know, getting Gorbachev to tear down the wall. But, you know, it was it. it and, you know, I've always remained. Y'all know that one of the reasons why I became a political science major was my concerns over communism. So, of course, I have no love for for Putin. I have no love for the USSR. I have a great understanding of their capacity and the evilness that is going on over there, which is all the more reason why it defies anybody's it defies my any logic and reasoning why the U.S. government is pushing and pushing and pushing us towards a nuclear war with Russia. And I don't I don't know. What's really been done to protect our arsenal, to update our arsenal, to make sure, I mean, is our capacity been kept up to date? I have no idea. We do know reportedly that that Putin still has 6,000 really good, good warheads aimed at us and can get here. And if he's pushed, he just might go for it, right? So why are we pushing him? Why is it that when Elon Musk, one of the most high profile Americans, puts out an idea for a peace plan, it's met with, how dare you? And nobody is making any attempt at peace. In fact, since Joe Biden took office, it's as though it was his number one agenda item to get Putin to invade Ukraine. From the Nord Stream pipeline, that, that removing sanctions... His on the address of his first hundred days in office, he was asked about Putin because Putin at that point, Putin, you know, Putin pretty pretty much immediately is starting to move things around because he sees who's there. He sees he sees that Biden is weak, and he also knows Biden's family's situation in Ukraine. Right, so he starts mobilizing. And when Biden's asked on the hundredth the press conference on his first hundred days in office, he's asked, is Putin going to invade? And Joe Biden literally said, well, what else is, is he going to do? Of course he is. What else is he? It's practically pushing him in there. We know everything else that's taken place. Most recently in February, he says, in February, Joe Biden as commander in chief says, if Putin invades, I'm going to take out the Nord Stream pipeline. Then of course there's sabotage of the Nord Stream pipeline. Everybody's immediately blaming John Brennan beyond all the same people who blame Putin for everything are blaming Russia for the pipeline. But Jeffrey Sachs, Columbia professor, dared, hopefully I'm going to get this right, my man Jalapeno. I don't know why I decided I wanted to play my own clips. I want to prove that I can handle some things. I'm like the I'm like the Loretta Lynn of the radio booth. She started out, by the way, going around visiting radio stations. Jeffrey Sachs, who's a Columbia professor, and let's see if I can make this happen for you guys. Action, perhaps U.S. and, and Poland. Let me uh, that. This is. Uh-
the destruction of the, the Nord Stream pipeline, which I I would bet was a U.S. action, perhaps U.S. and, and Poland. Uh, this is uh, right, Jeff, speculation. Jeff, we got to stop there. That's a, that's a quite a statement as well. Why do you feel Absolutely. that that was a U.S. action? What evidence do you have of that? Well, first of all, there's direct radar evidence that U.S. Uh, helicopters, military helicopters that are normally based in Gdansk, uh, were uh, circling over this area. We also had the threats from the United States earlier in this year that one way or another, we are going to end Nord Stream. We also have a remarkable statement by Secretary Blinken last Friday in a press conference. that He says this is also a tremendous opportunity. It's a strange way to it's a sorry. It's a strange way to talk if you're worried about the piracy on international infrastructure of vital significance. So I know this runs counter to our narrative. It runs. You're not allowed to say these things uh, in, in, uh, in the West. But the fact of the matter is all over the world, when I talk to people, they think the okay. U.S. did it. Yeah. Wow. How dare this Columbia guy come on there and actually state an opinion that he thinks that the U.S. sabotaged the Nord Stream pipeline. There were helicopters in the area, other, uh, you know, um, um, pieces of evidence that the U.S. was involved. And how dare you suggest this? Right. And it's like Jeffrey Sachs said. I know it runs counter to the narrative. Anytime there's there's only allowed to, to be one opinion on a topic, that's when you need to be questioning. That's when you need actually not even questioning. That's when you need to be assured that you're being fed a bunch of baloney. Your baloney meter should be chirping off the charts. You're being fed a load of crap. And that's what's going on here. Children. In New York City, citizens in New York City, citizens in this country shouldn't be right now thinking about what to do when a nuclear bomb drops. And yet there's nobody calling for peace anywhere in this country. Hat tip to Elon Musk for at least trying to raise the prospect of having some kind of conversation about peace. No, what we've got the U.S. government doing is packing a hurricane relief bill with more money for Ukraine. And we already know that Ukraine, that that only barely, I think, and this is being um, optimistic, that 30 percent so far of any money that's gone over there got anywhere near the military. So where's it going? Zelensky's pocket? Is it being laundered to come back around to the Bidens? Question everything. Because it's the, the same people who lied to us about COVID are lying to us now. All right, Jack's on the line. Before I take a break, let's talk about something nice. Let's talk about Loretta Lynn. Oh, wait a minute. Now i got to address what you just said. Okay. I was raised on duck and cover. So all my life I've been under the threat of nuclear annihilation. And here's what you need to know is that Joe Biden, as commander-in-chief, we are not at DEFCON 2. We're still at DEFCON 4, which is peacetime, all right, where Russia has all their nuclear assets ready to go. Why aren't we at DEFCON 2? It's because Joe Biden has us in a military posture to surrender, And I think people forget that the commander-in-chief also has the power to surrender the nation. And what quicker way to arrive at socialism and communism by surrendering to a communist state? 
And so everybody has to ask, and nobody wants to talk about it, what bond level are we, are we at? And I know... For a fact, we're not at DEFCON 2, which is where we should be. Well, I, why should we be there? This isn't our war. Why should the we be? The reason why, why we should wh- be there is to respond to the nuclear threat by, by Russia. Why, why, why are we, why would the United States of America be in any need to respond to a nuclear threat from Russia when this isn't our war? Well, what if we are attacked? You understand that, that Putin is threatening to attack us with ICBMs. He's threatening right? to attack us because we're engaged in a proxy war and we've been aiding and abetting his enemy who he, he's in a war with. This is my point why we need to be, if we're going to be involved, I, I, I we need to be encouraged. understand the difference in DEFCON levels. At DEFCON 4, what we do is we send out our assets without being armed with nuclear weapons. Why are we, why Okay, I got I got to move on. I got Excuse me Jack for interrupting and I hate to do this cuz I I I thought you were oh, go just going to talk about Loretta Lynn and I passed the point of a break and I've got another caller on the line. But you're making my point for me. We shouldn't be releasing assets or anything at all anywhere anytime right now regarding Russia and Ukraine. It was never our war. We've got our own border we're not defending. We're 30 something trillion dollars in debt. We have no interest. There's nobody who's able to tell me other than making suggestions on how to move like it's a game of battleship move our assets around nobody has been able to convince me there's a reason that we have a valid interest in it getting engaged militarily here so i got to take the take a, a caller if you want to call back i'm gonna take a break then i'm gonna go to the phones again if you want to call back with an idea for what what's really in our interest here for why we should get involved i'm happy to hear it all right stay tuned this is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Before the break, we were talking about Jack called in from Oceanside, had some interesting comments about military engagement. I'm still looking for somebody to tell me why we ever needed to get involved in the first place, including the sanctions in this Russia-Ukrainian situation. Not our clown, uh, you know, what's, what's the old saying? Not, not my circus, not my clown or whatever kind, kind of thing. And look, look how in, in any engagement initially, look how look how it's hurt us at this point. Um, and, and, and I think that uh, as we go into the midterms, one of the things that uh, presidents there's even an old expression for this wag the dog. Right. I mean, uh, presidents love to get they get a boost. Right. Administrations get a boost and a bump because supposedly nothing unites the Americans more than a good old fashioned war. Right. And I think that's one of the reasons why the Democrats are pushing this. Because they would like, you know, they 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 would like uh, the boost. They they want uh, to Americans to unite around fighting for democracy when Ukraine isn't even a democracy. I played this clip before the break uh, with Jeffrey Sachs, who's you know you know he's he's probably being put through a re education camp. This Columbia professor who dared to say that yeah, it looks like the U.S. took out you know the Nord Stream pipeline. Who has the most to gain from that? Why would Russia do it? Who has the most to gain from it? Really, the U.S., if you think about it. If if you're somebody that wants to continue to amp things up, you have to you have to question what when I saw what really put it over for me was when I saw a public service announcement that began running in July in advance of where we are today, having anything to do with with nukes. That public service announcement was probably done in June, well before anybody was concerned about uh, nukes and, and Putin. I'm going to go to the phones. Mike from Carlsbad is on the line. He wants to talk about Ukraine. 
Hey, Mike, welcome to the Andrea K Show. And it's disaffected, Mike. Sorry, I, I, I think your screener forgot that part. That's okay. Um, no, it's okay. It's all good. So uh, I think, it's just my opinion, uh, but, uh, but I've seen it, or I've, I've held weight on it, is that uh, this is payback from Joe Biden to uh, the Zelensky administration in Ukraine for all the secrets that uh, have been held uh, for all the bankers, Joe Biden himself, Hunter Biden, um, all of the dirty deeds that uh, funnel through Ukraine. Uh, if Russia had got Ukraine, got into their records, uh, was able to figure all that out, they probably would have held that as intelligence against U.S. assets, uh, against uh, guys like uh, you, uh, Biden and other European uh, banker types. Uh, we're spending a ton of money there uh, for very little uh, payback. I don't know. I mean, what's Ukraine going to do when they when they cross into Russia? They're going to go take over Moscow. They're going to stop right there at the border of Ukraine. Take over Donbass. What are they going to do? Take over Crimea? All it is is all is all this war is is nothing but a war of escalation. And we're dumping good money after bad to keep this guy propped up when that money shouldn't have been spent to begin with anyway. But if you're going to spend it, it should have stayed here where it would have done more uh, uh, vastly more good. But because we're basically being run by uh, professional morons uh, in our government, uh, it, and at the top of it is the imbecile in chief. Um, this is the pro- this is what I see as the sole reason. It's to keep the secrets in Ukraine from getting leaked out in Ukraine. And this, well, and this is a payoff. Well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I th- if if. Why should I trust the intentions and the motivations of this commander in chief and his people who were the same ones that intentionally created a chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan that left 13 U.S. military dead, Americans behind enemy lines of the Taliban and 80 billion dollars of U.S. military equipment back behind in the hands of the terrorist? Why would I trust the motivations of this Department of Defense, this state? department and this biden administration there's no reason why anybody should trust them and certainly no reason why we should be giving a blank check and it galls me to no end that Zelensky and his wife and vogue magazine and the Zelensky doing a joint address to congress this is not this is not our war we have no we're meanwhile we got we got two million people flooding across our southern border this isn't about defending democracy and defending sovereignty whatever it's about it's not in america's interest it's not in America's interest, not and not another. And Donald Trump, uh, Donald Trump Jr. tweeted out today: not another dime should go to Ukraine when we have Floridians. At least not until we have Floridians back in their home. It's absolutely outrageous. And you know, I you know, Jack called in earlier and was talking about DefCon four versus DefCon two. Look, I get that there's different war footings and different things we need to be doing. I also don't. Um, that still before any of that was ever even considered, there's got to be an interest for America for that. Donald Trump was the first president in decades who did not take us into any kind of war and it didn't take long before joe biden got us into a mess that's only as you said escalating and costing us trillions and who knows how this is going to end it's looking like you know uh at least in new york city there's a public service announcement that's trying to tell you know citizens what to do if a bomb hits let me tell you people there ain't much you can do uh google some images out of nagasaki and hiroshima to see um you know what how much is going to help you to come take your clothes off and put them in a bag. This is insane, disaffected Mike. 
It is. It's 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 lunacy. And again, you know what different? I mean, see, you, you got to understand. Uh, Democrats uh, don't care about the citizen. Uh, they want the government to get larger and larger and larger through the bureaucracy, so that they tie you, the citizen, to them. Mm-hmm. And so they will spend. They will waste you and work you to death to extract the taxes that they need to spend the money for their own personal interests. In order, you know, so money really means money really means nothing to them. No. Yeah, we're thirty-one trillion dollars in debt. Right. Where is the ceiling on that? There is none. Every time they ask for more money, day in and day out, and they spend it wantingly and willingly without a care in the world for your debt footing right. as a citizen. Right. Well, what, I got. I got. They're still going to straddle you with it. Right. I got to jump in, disaffected Mike, because we're up against a break. Thanks for calling in. This is the military-industrial complex in action. The left who is pushing this Ukraine uh, Russian war, we're pointing this out during during uh, George W. Bush in the Iraq war and even going back to 41 in Desert Storm, no blood for oil with, with George W. It was all about Halliburton and Dick Cheney. And you know what? They were right. And now suddenly we're supposed to be spending trillions or we're spent, I think, I don't know how many billions at this point, but it's, uh, this is just the playbook of the military industrial complex. Going to take a break. We come back. I want to talk a little bit about Trump v. CNN and the lawsuit that Trump has filed against CNN. I think it's absolutely brilliant. And I'm going to tell you all why I think Trump will win bigly, win huge with this lawsuit. So come on back. This is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Trump is still alive. They thought and any normal politician, any normal human being would have left the White House at least within the first, if not six months, nine months of his administration, given the way that it was clear that the deep state was going after him to try to destroy him and any and anybody in his family and in his orbit. And we all know everything that happened from there, from the Mueller uh, witch hunt to the Ukrainian whistleblower, which so much of this Ukraine war has to do with that phone call, by the way, and on and on and on. And even now, after the raid, he is still not laying down he is continuing to fight he filed a 485 million dollar lawsuit against cnn uh, for defamation uh, disinformation and fake news um he said uh, you know he went on to say um he's uh, the some of the specifics i'd have to read the filing but um I, what i love about and he also said that in the coming weeks and months he's also looking at filing lawsuits against a large number of other fake news and media companies for their lies, defamation, and wrongdoing. This is brilliant from a variety of different reasons. Um, I think that we're actually going to uh, the the left has been successfully using our courts against us in civilly and criminally to persecute and prosecute innocent Americans in order to push their agenda. And so Donald Trump is playing the same game against them, and this will force account. Accountability. Defamation lawsuits are incredibly difficult to prove, particularly if you're high profile. In this case, the win doesn't have to come with a verdict in the end. The win can come by breaking their backs financially, forcing them to defend themselves. The win will also come in the court of public opinion when through the discovery process, CNN is forced to disclose their internal communique and all the different ways in which they knowingly hid oppressed truth, refused to investigate valid claims of election fraud and continue to lie to knowingly lie to the American people, knowing that if you control the message, you control minds and you can control the outcome of elections. It will also show. 
The real collusion between them, the deep state, the Democrats, as well as the Uniparty. And it will also provide Donald Trump another opportunity to produce evidence because if the defamation is going in regards to election and their big and what they the CNN has called the big lie then Donald Trump will have an opportunity to introduce his evidence of election fraud and it will force it to get in front of the American people so he will win in the court of public opinion they will be held accountable they've already Chris Litch I think his name who is taken over for CNN has already instructed people to stop using the term the big lie didn't stop this lawsuit from going forward they're not going to repair themselves simply by firing brian stelter and by firing cuomo this might be finally put the end to cnn just like when dominion filed the lawsuits against fox news and others they stopped talking about election fraud it's the power of the lawsuit and i think this was absolutely brilliant part on on trump's behalf uh, this this is how you get accountability, and and it also will remind the American people it will it will forever destroy any credibility they might have. Continue to destroy uh, their brand. They're already struggling to try to get viewers. Um, but uh, you know, let this be a reminder too, and I think it will be a reminder to the American people that our founders envisioned a free press, not one that acts as the propaganda arm for the state, for the deep state, for a party. But they're supposed to be the investigative tool for the American people. Their job as a free and independent press is supposed to be to go to properly investigate our elected officials and report back to the American people so that we can make an educated decision when we go to the ballot box. Instead, the decisions they're making on what is on what we're allowed to know in order to hide the truth from us. They, CNN didn't investigate any of the claims. In fact, they didn't even need to investigate it because the truth is out there. Whether we're talking about election theft in the form of Zuck Bucks, which was already found by a court to be discriminatory and also be considered a bribe of local officials, or whether we're talking about the bad voter rolls or all the different ways in which we've already chronicled election fraud. They refuse to report it. God bless Donald Trump for continuing to fight and for filing this lawsuit. Hey, stay tuned. Another hour of the Andrea K. Show. So don't go away. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.